Hey folks, welcome or welcome back to The Daily Teen. I'm Namritha. I'm Pratik. And I'm Michelle. So we know it's been a while since we uploaded, but today we have an extra special guest, as you can probably tell from the title of this video. Please welcome Larry Williams, aka The Bone Collector. Hey, how you guys doing? Thank you guys for having me. I'm good. Thank you for coming on the podcast. So I guess it's only fair to start off by asking, how did you get the nickname Bone Collector? Well, I got the nickname Bone Collector in New York in about 2001. Um, I played in a tournament called the Entertainers Basketball Classic, and my first five games, the paramedics would come out and, you know, uh, just wait on the side because the first five games I would make a player like hit his finger on the ground, one guy pulled his hamstring, another guy twisted his ankle. So instead of them driving, you know, 10 blocks to the, you know, the, uh, the hospital, they just stayed at the park and just in case I hurt somebody. And my friend in the middle of the night, he called me and he said, hey, I got the perfect name for you, Bone Collector. And I didn't, you know, I, was, I thought it was kind of corny because there was a movie out at the time called Bone Collector. And I didn't think it was corny. I just thought it w wouldn't be significant for sports. And then lo and behold, they just kept calling me that over and over at the park and the name stuck. And I've been collecting ankles ever since. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty <laughs> so nice. kind of embracing it. You're embracing the name. Right. Yeah. I, I didn't really know if that would be my name, but you know, you want to kind of take <laughs> on that responsibility, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. Um, people know you as Bone Collector more than your actual name. Yes. Over the past, uh, I would say over the past five to ten years, the name Bone Collector has been much more prominent than my original name. Um, just because of my, some viral videos that I've had, some, some celebrities that have fallen over these past ten years. So, yeah, the name has grew a lot since then. That's very nice. Did you have, like a name in mind before like the bone collector um i technically wouldn't i wasn't naming myself but i did want to i did say to myself uh years before i got the name that if i did have a nickname it would be i would love it to be something like uh michael myers or Ooh, <laughs> that's pretty or cool the apex predator oh or, the apex predator <laughs> Those are the only two names I would I was like die hard about, or I would want to call myself the Megalodon, but the name's too long. Ah, uh, <laughs> well, I mean it's not that much longer than Bone Collector, I guess. I know, right? But but it just doesn't <laughs> rent, just doesn't flow right. Megalodon yeah. with the ball, it doesn't sound right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, so I know it's the pandemic, obviously. So how has basketball changed for you throughout the pandemic? <laughs> Uh, throughout the pandemic, basketball is a little different for me because I train pro athletes, so I'm not able to train in large groups as I normally would, but uh, more so than anything, um, I, playing full court is not, you know, something that I'm uncommon with. I've been playing full court pickup basketball, pro basketball on all these levels for the last 20 years, and now during the pandemic, not a lot of gyms are open. so. For me, what's changed is my routine. I have to do a lot of uh, different uh, exercises to maintain that cardio. So other than that, everything else is pretty much the same besides the conditioning of running up and down the court, full court. And then 
over overall, just life is a little more sped up, I believe, even though we are in pandemic. I think everybody's in a rush to do things. Yeah. And I think that that's another thing that's kind of helped me kind of Rolodex my, my schedule, my information, just so I'm not all over the place when it comes down to it. Yeah, for sure. So, are you still able to like go to like work outside and play like I am actually. I'm able to crash the court. Um, social distancing has created, made it tough, but I'm able to do it a little more than I would before, uh, simply because things are loosening up in California, and certain places are a lot more exposed. San Diego, Texas, and places like that. I have to go out of the state, but I can do it though. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Yeah, so how did you get into basketball in the first place? Uh, my father introduced me to basketball when I was five years old. He took me to a local high school and taught me how to play pick and roll basketball. And from five to about 10, I just worked on every skill I could. I couldn't really shoot, but I worked on every dribble move I possibly could. And then from there, you know, he just, you know, really, you know, made me practice and train until I was about 17 when he knew I could beat him. Don't tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> and then he unleashed me is what I call it. He unleashed me onto the basketball scene and thought I was ready. So that was the, pretty much the journey. Was there like a certain moment that like really let you know that like you want to commit to basketball as a career? Um, yeah, there was a certain moment um, for me. It was when I was a little kid. I was about, I guess fifth grade, you're about maybe 10 or something like that, 11. So around that time, they had a basketball tournament and I was nervous because I was very good in my local area, but mm -hmm. When you get in that big group and there's kids from all over, all over the place, from LA, from you know Orange County, from all these places, and I didn't know how to perform, and I didn't realize I was that good until the game was over, and I, I outdid all those top-ranked players. Like I was doing like all kind of crazy moves, throwing it through their legs, and all kind of weird stuff to them, and I realized that they were the best, but I was just that much better. And I said, well, <laughs> if that was, you know, if they were the best, these are the best uh, kids in California and they are terrified of me. So I knew I was at least good enough to play on that level, but I didn't know the game, even though, you know, that's the one thing I wanted to gain, but I didn't know it at the time. You can be good, but you, just because you're good doesn't mean you can play basketball. And I learned that actually, you know, going through those moments. That's really cool. Um, that was later on. YouTube was later on for me. I was, um, I would say around 2014 or 15. Uh, a good friend of mine, he started a channel a long time ago, and he's a, he's a streetball player as well. And he said that, you know, it'd be a great idea for me to start some sort of a channel where people had a chance to view the games that I was playing. Cause I played in like hundreds of games. I mean, the NBA is 82 games. I played every day for you know 10 years so how much i had all that footage of me just going to all these different gyms and he said man why not archive that give give the kids a catalog to say so they can see some of these intricate moves 
And from there, I kind of, you know, took the approach of just studying other YouTubers. And even to this day, I'm just still learning, just scratching the surface, but I'm getting a lot better at it. Over the next uh, four years, I say, I should have a good grasp on where I want my YouTube channel to go. And that would be more teaching and explaining, you know, a lot of things that are outside of basketball, like mental health issues that a lot of kids suffer from nowadays. And that's what I want to aim my channel towards now. And obviously, you know, YouTube is a big thing, but at the time it didn't, didn't really manifest until later on in my career. You know, I actually did one of your uh, tutorials and I literally was like, I went to the garage <laughs> and I was just doing it. I was just doing it for like hours. And then my parents it was good, were like, huh? yeah, it was good. It was really good. I mean, I play, Thank you. but this really, this really like, um, yeah, it, it was really good. Thank you. Uh, well, I try to keep my tutorials um, more exercise oriented because I believe if you have a task, you don't need me there to monitor that. You have to do the, that work yourself. So I try to make the drills easy enough that you can do them, but hard enough for you to get a physical workout and a mental workout at the same time. That's pretty cool. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> So, so do you, you talked about how your dad, like, sort of brought you into the world of basketball. So I know you have kids. Do, do they have any interest in playing basketball? Yes. My, my younger son, he's four, so he's interested in Scooby-Doo right now. <laughs> um, but <laughs> my oldest son is 14. He is an avid basketball fan. He has, you know, the typical 14-year-old thrive and, and energy towards the game. But the the advantage he has is he lives in New York. So those kids grow up a lot faster than the kids in, in uh, California, I believe, just because of the fact that they have to take the train. They have to do a lot of things that are different. So my son is court, his very court savvy. So he's obviously going to you know, love the sport because of his father. But the cool part is I get to tell him every day that he can't beat me. So it's <laughs> super motivation. <laughs> so it's good, good motivation for him. And I like the fact that he is latched onto the sport and he loves the game. His name is Tyler. Oh, that's very nice. Tyler. Yeah. So he's our age, actually. We're like, yeah. what? Is he in high school or something? Yes, he's a freshman. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's cool. We are all sophomores, so. <laughs> so you guys are all the same age. Cool. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep. I'll tell him to challenge you guys. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Probably destroy me. Probably to sleep. We're so bad. <laughs> so. Uh, is there anyone in specific that you want to 1v1? Yes. Um, I work for the NBA, and so I'm not allowed to disclose too much information on the players that I um, work with. But on a competitive level, I would love to play against Kevin Durant, Kyrie <laughs> Irvin, James Harden, Damian Lillard, John Morant, and possibly, depending on uh, what type of situation or mood he's in, Russell Westbrook. Oh, that's, yeah. oh, wow, that's actually so cool. That's, those are the only guys that I want to, I mean, there's other guys I want to play, but that's what my skill set is set for, for those guys. I got it on, I got it on kill shots, so whenever they're ready, I'm ready. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. we're no, looking I'm out joking. for it. Yeah, just, just a competitive, fun nature, though. No, nothing personal, just because those guys are super talented offensively. And I think that in order to see how good you are, you should probably go against the best. Yes. Best advice. Best advice. Yes. Oh, don't forget Curry. I'm going to throw Steph Curry in there, too. Oh, <laughs> Steph Curry as well. Dang. Yeah. I like those matchups. Yeah. Those are pretty. <laughs> going to be some fun games if they ever happen. 
That would definitely be really fun to watch. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, actually, I was wondering, it's like one of the biggest questions I just generally had were like, you're obviously like good enough. I think you play college and you're obviously good enough to play in the NBA. But like my question was why, like what made you decide that you didn't want to do that? Well, the thing is you can't make a decision whether or not you want to or not. I just, at the time when I had my opportunities, uh, my head was in a different space. Um, I did actually get a chance to work out on a lot of NBA teams and I did make some teams, but I wasn't disciplined enough to handle the things that were outside of basketball, like practice and things that are, that are, you know, foreign to most people when it comes to, you know, work ethics, 6 a.m. practices all the way to 7 p.m. six days a week until, you know, the training camp is over and then vet camp starts. But if you're not disciplined, no matter how good you are, you'll kind of sway back and forth and you won't handle the things that are appropriate to do your job. So basketball itself was also, a, you know, a great outlet for me just because I was good at it. But during the time I thought I had my chances or I, I thought I could probably, you know, make a team, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was, I was you know, I signed with the Globetrotters. I, I signed with Reebok right after Rucker Park. Uh, my mind was somewhere else. I was dealing with a lot of outside interference. And I don't want to say it lightly. When you're a kid and you're dealing with a lot of money and things coming your way, you don't always know how to handle that correctly unless you have the proper advisors to keep you motivated to, you know, use it correctly. So. I think as I got older, I even even to now, I think now is my opportunity to at least, since I didn't get those college years, to at least try to pursue some sort of career against pros. And I got a shot to do that in um, Ice Cube's new league, the Big Three. So I'm hoping that I can uh, get on one of those teams in, in, in the future and, and kind of show and prove on that stage. Well said, yeah. That's yeah. It's great. I mean, you're still like pursuing everything. You're going after the NBA, even like afterwards and going in it with a different route. So I was going to ask, like, we know you're obviously really talented at basketball. You're known for basketball, but you. you also like you also give back and you also like teach others. I know that you coach at San Gabriel Academy. So mm -hmm. how so what is the best part about coaching and like mentoring other um, kids? Uh, the best part is for me, um, I've had the privilege of working with San Gabriel for the past six to seven years. And the best part is taking a, a team of kids from all different countries and states and becoming a family and, and creating that family atmosphere because it, it lasts longer than the, the season. So because we, you know, I was able to do that for all those years and I've you know, had the privilege of coaching some great players. Um, we won a state championship in San Gabriel. Um, uh, it's just you know, one of those things that you can't, you can't measure by the goal. You have to enjoy the journey. So I think that you know, that's something that when it comes to mentoring, you want. Because you, know, you can t teach a kid how to dribble a basketball. But after that's over, can you teach him how to be a man throughout society when things get different and get difficult for him. So that journey in itself is is my complete opus. It's something I, I kind of thrive for every time I go out and do my job. That is honestly really cool and really inspiring, to be honest. Like what you're trying to aim for, what you're trying to teach is really cool. And it's I mean, really commendable. Aim obviously for like basketball skill, but like the fact that you're aiming for to make somebody better off of the court as well, that's 
Yeah, that's exactly. Actually, that's why we were so like happy that you wanted to come and talk to us. We're like, no way, someone like you was gonna come and talk to us. But oh, anytime. <laughs> I love your. Yeah. I, I read up on your show and I like the direction you guys are going. So I figure it would only be right. I think it worked perfect. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it so means a lot. In, like, cool. general, you, you probably played with like a lot of YouTubers. Like I know you played with like Cash Nasty, like Tristan Jazz, all of them. Right. What mm. were your experiences playing with them? Like, did you was it fun? Like, what you what you take away from that? Um, I've had the privilege of playing against pretty much every YouTuber or playing on this court with some every one of them. It's always been fun just to uh, let what I like to call culture clash. So it's always good to see people from different you know genres doing different things and all coming co together collectively. And it was always fun, always super fun, um, super fun games. Um, I work for the NBA now, so uh, there's a team of us that get together um, along with some, uh, some pros and influencers, and we do open runs. So all of that stuff inclusive is just, it makes it sort of more of a party atmosphere, and we're all pretty close, so yeah, it's fun. So this is, this is a little bit, we're going to go off a little bit, and we know that you're a street baller, so you travel a lot. So where is your most favorite place or favorite experience from out of the country? Bali, Indonesia is my favorite place I've ever been to outside of the United States. Um, it was a resort. They had hot, hot beaches, huge uh, snapping turtles, live animals you could pet. I'm, I'm very adventurous. They had, uh, uh, it, was, it was like fake skydiving. I wish we did the real thing, but they had a skydive a little bit. Um, we went, uh, we got out in a big boat, clear bottom to see the animals underwater. We fed some sharks. It was just something that me being, I grew up in LA, I've never seen those things except on postcards. And I've been to a lot of different countries, but that in particular was beautiful because I went to, the zoo there and I learned about like you know four or five different animals that I didn't know existed and outside of basketball I'm really into science more more importantly I learned a lot of things more conducive to my next career which would be science so oh, it was fun that's very really nice. so we actually heard you do another podcast with um, a few other teens a few months ago mm -hmm. and you brought up that you like drawing in your free time. We didn't know about science, but we mm -hmm. knew you like drawing. Where did that come from? Yeah. Um, the art came from, I, I love drawing in my spare time. And that art came from, my father was a mu musician. And when I was, I was around the same age, really young, four or five years old, by the time he introduced basketball to me, he was working on his album cover. And this is a real true story, so don't laugh. So. <laughs> He wanted to make the album cover super, super realistic. And he didn't know how to draw. And because I used to make weird stuff with dirt and Play-Doh and make these weird action figures, he thought I could draw his arm in like a posing, like look at my guns pose. So he just stood there and I took like probably like five hours. And it was horrible by the way at first, <laughs> but I did it. And then from there, because it was so bad, to be honest, I just felt like I was such a perfectionist that I worked on it until I made it perfect. And that kind of fed my fuel, drawing his quote unquote album cover that 
I don't remember what it, when it came out, if it ever came out, but it was uh, something I'll never forget because it was kind of my introduction to challenging my mind. I think it more so challenged my mind more so than me being an artist. It showed me that nothing's perfect. You have to, sh you have to shave the extra pieces, basically. Now, I kind of use that metaphor for life. No one's perfect, but you can get rid of the things that are unnecessary in your life to kind of make that picture look, look, look better for you. So I think that's what it helped for me. And yeah, that's when it started. That's a good quote to live by. And also great work ethic as well. Thank <laughs> you. Uh, is there like on the topic of art, like do you have a favorite artist or like is there a piece that you drew that's like one of your favorites? I don't have a favorite artist. Um, no particular piece in mind that uh, sticks out to me, but I'm super interested in more of a Marvel uh, Stanley comic book type of uh, character illustration. That's the type of stuff I draw. Um, That's really yeah, and nice. I, I, yeah, I, I kind of leave it there. I have a, an idea for a comic book that I've already written out. That will be uh, something basically about you know my journey in, in growing up in LA. That's but yeah, it's gonna be pretty cool, pretty animated. Ooh, to just like add on top of Marvel. I assume you like Marvel since. Mm -hmm. Okay. Do you have like a favorite like hero, like favorite superhero, favorite supervillain? Oh. I like all the villains, to be really honest. I, I know, all the, the villains same, are so cool. <laughs> yeah, the villains are a lot cooler. I think the heroes, they gloat a little too much. Mm -hmm. But I do like, um, hero-wise, um, I think it sucks that Black Panther died, but he was a, that was a dope character, just he in really general. Was. Yeah, and then um, I really like Thanos, to be honest. Dude, Thanos is so cool. Like, he's probably one of, like, the most overpowered villains there is like he's amazing yeah i think thanos is one of, of my favorites and i also like the i forgot her name but she's blue and she's in garland guardians of the galaxy she's a villain sort of she's thanos's daughter she's really oh. bad oh i know Gamora. who you're talking about think, no no, no it's not the, her the robot one um yeah shoot, she's i forgot like her name but like i know who you're talking about yeah i like her too she's always lying it's perfect for society Perfect. I think it is Gamora. <laughs> is no, it? Gamora's green. Oh, oh okay. No yeah. Mind. Oh, I have a very, very important question. Are you okay. Team Cap or Team Iron Man? Ooh, Iron Man died. You gotta go Team Iron Man. That's a yes, no-brainer. That's Cap, a good choice. Cap. Yeah, and Cap actually quit. So I, I don't like him anymore. He quit and got old with his girlfriend. I don't like that. <laughs> Dude, good choice. Good <laughs> no, I'm <choice>. joking. <laughs> no, but I like Iron Man because he sacrificed. I didn't think that, I thought that that was a good metaphor for an actual human being using all the powers that Thanos had. Of course, it was going to kill him, but, you know, I think that they made that sort of relative to human nature. I like that. I like that metaphor. Yeah. So, I think we're going to end now but before we go we wanted to ask you if there was anything that you wanted to say to the listeners about you know what's going around going on or around us or like any general advice i mean you've given a lot of advice throughout the entire podcast so we're really happy about that Thank but you. any last message for you know the younger folks um one thing i want to say to the kids that are listening to this podcast although i have accumulated a certain amount of uh, what we call, call followers on Instagram. It does not matter who's following me. 
that those things are irrelevant. It's all about where am I leading you? Like, where are you actually following? So, you know, I don't, those words and these things that we hold on to in our lives, lifetime, they are absolutely meaningless. And you need to, you know, get that in your head and remember that because at the end of the day, your family, the thing, the love you have for your friends, those things will last forever. Um, the information you receive in the world is necessary so you can, you know, steer clear to things that are unnecessary. And, you know, my last message is for everyone, you were, you know, you were born somebody, you don't have to, you know, grow up and be somebody, you know, be comfortable in your own skin. We live in sensitive times during racism and a lot, a lot of things are going on. So be sensitive to other people's feelings because you never know what that person might be going through. We have a tough election coming up. Um, a lot of people don't, you know, believe in voting or don't vote, vote for whatever reason, but it is important for those who are doing it and they should do it wholeheartedly. You know, don't do it because you hate someone don't, or you hate the way a person, you know, approaches your race or whatever that is. Make sure that it's something wholehearted because you never know how far it can go. And then, you know, last but not least, if you love the game of basketball, please remember to, you know, work hard, keep your dedication. If you ever want training, you guys can always reach out to me on Instagram, DM me at Bone Collector 6. Um, and if you ever want to play me and get your ankles taken, oh. no, I'm joking. Just joking, <laughs> just joking. But yes, you guys can always, you know, reach out to me on my Instagram. And um, I really thank you guys for having me because we need more people and more ki kids in your age demographic to kind of bridge the gap between my gen my demographic. You know, I'm 40 years old. You guys are 14 year old. I don't we didn't see the same things growing up. And because we can relate, I think this is going to create a, not, a lot better environment for the kids after us. I agree. So thank you guys. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. That was so well said. I don't know how you could have made that even a better speech, honestly. You should like consider like motivationally speaking. Like, should I do that? So I can do that. Yeah. No, honestly, I think like you say things like it just flows very nice. Like it's <laughs> no, just like, oh, a, smoother than a lot water, of messages, a lot know. of messages and stuff. You should definitely <laughs> look into that in the future. I think that's really good. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm going to take your advice because, you know, being spoke outspoken is I'm, I'm terrified of it but i can do it i'll try yeah yeah no yeah. for sure like you have like a really good like tone inflection it's really nice yeah we Thank do speech and debate yeah speech and debate so like we focus a lot on <laughs> stuff like that oh, you're giving me the lessons thank you so i'll keep that in mind <laughs> no I'm please notes yeah we'll we'll be following you we'll be seeing where you're going and we really appreciate all you've done like this is exactly why we wanted you to come on because you are so inspirational to the younger generation and yeah, yeah like that's what our podcast is about so thank you very much for coming on yeah you're welcome i'll look forward to uh, being on again in the future yes that'd be amazing yes there'll be some more right. ankles so i'm pretty sure you guys will have some more questions oh can't wait to see what <laughs> happens <laughs> yeah we'll we'll ask you so okay Make sure you all go check out Bone Collector's YouTube channel at Bone Collector Unlimited, Insta at Bone Collector 6. Socials will be in our description, so make sure you check that out. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Our socials will also be in the description, so let us know what you think and what you want to hear next. And if you have any questions for Bone Collector, obviously DM him, message him, and maybe you or someone you know wants to come on next, let us know, and bye, folks. Yeah, peace out. Thank <laughs> you.